You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, where we're doing episode 85 today. And uh, I'm Steve Burnham. Hello. Joined today by Letty Troy and Lisa Gregg. Now, this is a very interesting one, listeners. I think you should bookmark this uh, podcast or come back and listen to it because it's a, it's a great one. It's about, well, the $20,000 write-off. You remember when that was introduced? I think the uh, the temperature of the nation went up by half a degree for all the small business owners rubbing their hands together because it, it was a great thing and everyone seemed to welcome it. Um, now, the $20,000 instant asset write-off is only available for small business assets. At least that's what everyone thinks. But, Letty, you've uncovered a little secret that opens this write-off uh, up to many more taxpayers than we, uh, than we thought. Uh, what's the story? Yeah, so basically, in a nutshell, you do have to be a small business entity to get into the $20,000 write-off rules. But once you're there, you can actually use that $20,000 write-off for any depreciating assets that you would otherwise be eligible to depreciate. Or if we use a more plain language analogy, being a small business entity gets you invited to the party. Okay. Once you're at the party, you can eat any of the food, consume any of the drinks, and it doesn't have to be just related to your small business. Yep. As long as those depreciating assets, you'd be allowed to depreciate them under normal rules. Well, well, so, you, so the analogy you're using is to say um, any income, like doesn't have to be just business income? Well, it's really more about the asset. And that's a really good question, Steve, because at the end of the day, when we think about the $20,000 write-off, we have to look at multiple things. Number one, the taxpayer themselves, are they eligible? And number two, how about the asset? Which assets are eligible? So if we're going to, perhaps let's, you know, crawl before we walk and let's look at the taxpayer, like we've just discussed, you need to qualify as a small business entity to get into these rules. And being a small business entity, there's two key factors. Number one, you have to be carrying on a business in that current income year. Yep. And number two, your aggregated turnover is less than $2 million. And aggregated turnover basically includes a turnover of your related parties. Okay, right. Now, in terms of the asset itself, once you're in that $20,000 write-off tent... So you've, so cle- you've cleared said, those hurdles, yep. Yep. Then the assets that you're allowed to use a $20,000 write-off for are any depreciating assets that you're using for a taxable purpose. Now, taxable purpose is actually defined in the legislation. We won't go over all the fine print now, but effectively it's for any income-producing purpose where that income is accessible income. So, uh, Lisa, what kind of income is accessible income? Is it only the small business income? It's also your salary and wages, Letty, as we well know. So you use as an employee. So when I was looking at this, when you uncovered this little gem, I was thinking, well, what they're talking about now is everyone's going to be sort of their own contractor to some extent (laughs) with the disruptive um, technology out there. So you could be a little bit of a small business. We could be still getting salary and wages for your employees. So, you know, something like a computer asset really fits into this quite nicely, I reckon, Letty. Certainly. So in a really simple case study would be if somebody was running a small business, say from home three days a week, but they're also an employee for another two days a week. And because they are a small business entity, they qualify for these simplified depreciation rules, but they buy a computer to use in their employment activities then they would be able to write off that computer or at least the income-producing proportion of the computer under the $20,000 rules. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. So it's um, does everyone know this? I mean, is this like a widely known fact that the, the write-off is able to be, well, 
to be used this way. Well, it's sort of tweaked, isn't it, Steve, yeah. to some extent? But yeah, yeah as, as Lady was explaining, sort of the, the party analogy is quite good. Sort <laughs> yeah. of the small business, you know, if you define yourself as a small business, you, you, you jump into the into the pool, so to speak. Mm. Um, and then whatever that asset is, as long as it's a bona fide, which would normally be able to deduct, you know, related to your work-related expenses or something like that, Lady, it that then opens it up, doesn't it? Certainly. Well, so well, instead of depreciating your uh, computer that you bought for your employment purposes over three years or four years, yep. you can probably depreciate it over that one year. Yeah, it probably makes a little bit of an arithmetic um, exercise, though, doesn't yeah, it? To apportion everything, because as we know, um, you've got to apportion everything in tax. But you know, it's still it's still an extra little bit of a deduction. And um, I think the beauty of it is talking about it this time of the year as well, Steve, is that yep. you know we're sort of into well, we're into August, aren't we already? Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, anyone's looking at doing an I return, an individual return, they're probably going to wait till well, the ATO are saying third week in August to wait for all the pre-fill goes oh, in. Yeah. So it's still something that could be looked at in terms of doing the compliance for uh, last year's tax return, Lee. Absolutely right. And don't forget that the $20,000 write-off finishes on the 30th of June 2017. Ah, so you right. still do have a good 11 months to... To Maybe look at buying, buying any buy assets that you were planning to buy anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's this at the moment? Let, let me think. So we haven't had any parliament for ages and they're going back next month. So where are we at at the moment with the legislation? It's it's cutting off the end of next year, 30 June. And what's the criteria now for this? Is it still $2 million? Right now it's still $2 million, Lisa. That's a very, very good question because our newly re-elected government wants to raise the bar to $10 million. That's the one. Yeah, oh, that's the one. I was just trying to remember. We talked about it so much and so now we've sort of gone, oh, well, they've been in caretaker mode and now they're not going back for another 30 days or whatever. So, mm. yeah, so we'll see what happens. So if that goes through legislation, then it'll get backdated, won't it, to wherever, whenever yes, it is. Yes, so oh, right. apparently it should yeah. be backdated to the start of this current financial year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mr Turnbull has committed to putting um, all his budget plans to Parliament before the end of the current financial, uh, sorry, the current calendar year. Yep. But so what, they've got about really three months a, to get everything yeah. through, Steve. So we'll mm. see. I mean, this is wait and see, though. Yeah, look, I think we'll, we'll see. I mean, this compared to the superannuation changes, I mean, this one's a bit of a no-brainer that it <laughs> might just slip through, but it just depends on priorities because they've got a hell of a lot of promises to get through in the next well, three right. months. But it, the 10, 000, uh, 10 million turnover, would that be likely backdated to the 16-17 financial year? Is that what the... Likely yeah, I think that that, that yeah. is that is okay. that, that was a budget proposal. They, yes. they when when they announce it. So if you look at legislation, we're getting a little bit sidetracked. But when you look at oh, legislation, yeah. you're looking at when it becomes effective from. And so you've got this legislation by press release or budget night, which is what we're sort of looking at here. Yeah. Or it's um when it gets enacted or 28 days after royal assent. So yeah. I mean, if it goes through or when it goes through, it probably will be backdated. So it'll open up the pool to, to bigger turnover companies, the, the largest small business, as we were calling them. Oh, yeah. Well, so they could use this little hidden gem that we've let Letty's uncovered as well. Is that yeah, exactly. Though, I, though I'd hope with a ten, a ten million dollar, less than ten million dollar turnover, you wouldn't be trying to scratch and save with some salary and wages. <laughs> no, no, well, well Steve. Yeah, that's true. Um, I hope that they're actually concentrating on building the economy and the, what the incentives for for jobs and growth. Yeah, that, I couldn't do that with an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> accent. Sorry about that. Um, Letty, just getting back to the um, the small the instant asset write off. What about small business uh, entity pooling? Yes, so the small business entity pooling is also part of the simplified depreciation regime. So for our listeners, just as a recap, the pooling rules basically allow you to uh, pool your small business assets together and 
depreciate them as one asset really it's just your standard 30 percent per year rather than having to go through the different effective lives and different tax rates and so forth for depreciation uh, with the small business entity pooling that is also for assets that are acquired for a taxable purpose so just like the twenty thousand dollar rule, you just need to be a small business entity to get into the regime or get invited to the party. But once you're there, you can use the pooling rules for any assets that you use f- to generate accessible income, which right. could very well include your employment income. Okay, okay. You're well explained, Lenny. That's yeah. good. Well, Lenny, you've written up uh, more information on this for the next. Is it the next issue of the taxpayer? Yeah, yeah I think we got that into. I think we just got that. Yes. Stop the press and threw this one in. Yeah, I thought yeah. this is a nice this little gem because, as you know, Steve. We're sort of in a bit of a dilemma at the moment. There's nothing much is coming through, so we've got to go back to some traditional oh. tax things and just try and find these little gems it's that we're finding as we go. Obviously, good good uh, move to go and reread legislation and just go over things. This is, this is great. Listeners, if you want to get more details about the uh, instant asset write-off, we wrote about the team wrote up this up in um, the Taxpayer Magazine, July 2015 and September 2015. There's a lot more details in there, and of course, the next issue of the Taxpayer, which is. Um, out very soon, I think. Which will be next, in the next week be, or two. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it'll be in the next week or so. And we've also, just a bit of a plug, we've got the contributor going now every two months. So that's coming exactly. out as well. So yep. it's nice to um, be able to uh, keep the uh, SMSF people informed mm, as well. Keep the information flowing. All right, well, we better wrap that up, the tax wrap, wrap it up. Um, thanks, Letty, and thanks, Lisa, once again. And listeners, we'll be back with you next week.